0: On this episode of Between the Isles, I gave a full recap of my first marathon in Austin, Texas, share a couple of afterthoughts, thank the people that helped me along the way, and then show you how you can do it too. On to the show. This is Adnan Basright. And this is Jeff Buffington. You're listening to Between the Isles. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and welcome back to Between the Isles. Today's episode is going to be focused solely on running. As I'm sure some of you know, I completed my first marathon a couple of weeks ago, the Austin Ascension Marathon. My goal here is to share some of my thoughts on the marathon itself, the event as a whole, um, all of the different feelings, thoughts, lessons I learned throughout the race itself. Express thanks to some of the people that kind of brought me here, and then lastly share with you guys that really, while the training is tough, I honestly and truly believe that anybody could do it. So firstly, like what makes this run unique? Why, why did I have so much fun? There were two real key factors. One, it wasn't a local race. I went all the way to Austin for this. I actually had one of my good friends, Sam, in Austin, so that was also another motivator to really spend time with him and be with someone who knew the city and could kind of guide me around. Secondly, the trip itself morphed into a group run, a group club run trip with Atlanta Run Club. Of the many clubs that I run with, Atlanta Run Club is one of the big ones. Um, And as the date got closer, we ended up essentially having almost 25 people sign up for the race, be it the marathon, the half marathon, or even the 5Ks. Not only that, but some of the community organizers from the club partnered with local brands like Lululemon and Allbirds in Austin to make sure that we had the best experience possible during our weekend there. So Friday night, we went out, explored the city, spent some time on Rainy Street and Sixth Street, had some good food. Um, we set up a shakeout run on Saturday uh, as a team, and then we spent some time with Allbirds uh, for them to kind of give us some merch and you know prep us for the run the next day on Sunday. Spend a lot of time having lunches and dinners with the team. So, I personally got to know a lot of people that I didn't know before from the Run Club, but also cultivate and strengthen some of the friendships that I'd already built. All in all, the environment that surrounded this run and this event, not only for me, but for everybody that was involved, meant that regardless of if we performed or not at our best, it felt like a fun run either way because we were with a good group of supportive people and we're in an environment that just felt very relaxed and inviting so the race the race began on sunday feb 20th at 7 a.m the route itself was actually for the most part a pretty scenic route so it starts off in downtown austin close to 6th street and congress avenue goes south for about two to three miles comes back up north back to downtown then goes west along the river, back east to the start line right around. That's where the halfway point is at 13 miles. That's where the half marathoners and the marathoners split. The marathoners go up north for another, what, maybe maybe four or five miles. And then we go east and make a full large loop through the northeast side of the city to come back to the finish line at 26.2. The race is relatively hilly as far as races go with a total elevation of just over a thousand feet across the full marathon. Being as this race was in a pretty big city and in pretty reasonable weather, we had a lot of participants and a lot of spectators. On average, 75,000 people visit the health expo. We have about 17 or so thousand runners on race morning across the different distances Um, and then The amount of spectators can almost touch 100,000 on a given year, so it's a big race. The start line gun went off just after 7 a.m., and we were off. For the first one to two miles, I ended up pacing with Chris around our 9.30 to 10 minute per mile pace. I want to stop for a second there and say that I cannot emphasize the importance of slow, easy warm-ups for some of these long races, especially the half marathons and the marathons going slow at the start and allowing your heart and your legs to warm up to your race pace makes the difference at the last few miles. When you're struggling, it is only at these upper echelons of performance that your big body will begin to cry out in pain that it has not been warmed up correctly at the start. So once I broke off from Chris at around two miles, I started focusing on pace groups. So what are pace groups? Well, At most long races, anywhere from the half marathon to the full marathon distance at at the larger races, you will have pacers during the race that represent certain goal times. What that means is, let's say you want to get a four-hour marathon. You will have a pacer that has a flag that he's holding that says four hours. And as long as you maintain his pace and run with him or her during the span of the marathon, you will hit your four-hour marathon. And the great thing is that they have pacers oftentimes all the way from a five hour marathon down to a sub three. At large races, you'll see a large group of people consolidating around these pacers to create pace groups. And one, this makes it easy to maintain pace without having to always look at your watch. But two, it allows for that group aspect of it where you can focus on conversation and enjoy enjoy just running with people versus dealing with the pain by yourself. Now my real motivation came in when I started passing the pace groups that, to be honest, I didn't expect I would pass. So I hit the four hour pace group, I hit the 350, and then I hit the 345. Now keep in mind, my longest run prior to the race was a 23 miler at nine minutes per mile, which forecasting out put me right at or under the four hour marathon. So my initial expectation was, hey, if I hit 350 i'm pretty happy but now here i was passing 345. one i got that motivation from jordan and from Halley when i passed them around 350 and then i started hitting 345 and my thought was man this is going great i feel absolutely fabulous and i can keep doing this for another 20 miles how much more can i push miles four or five all the way up to mile 13 at the half marathon mark were pretty enjoyable I was maintaining close to an eight minute per mile pace, maybe slightly above that. Um, Lots of people around me, good crowds, great scenery as we ran along the river. Um, And then the next thought I had or the realization was really at mile 13, where the half marathoners broke off to get back to the finish line, which was close to the start line. And we, the marathoners, went up north into the upper side of the city. What was super apparent to me was the impact that having a crowd and having spectators and people cheering you on made on the race. Because as soon as we broke off from the half marathoners, the crowd around us, but also the runners dwindled. The scenery and the roads became a little bit more mundane. And I definitely felt that in the enjoyment and excitement I had about running. I still was having a blast but it definitely felt like now my brain was working to push myself some more than it had to for the first half. All right, so we're right about at mile 19 and mile 20, and this is where it got hard. I remember thinking back to a lot of the feedback that some of my friends who had done marathons in the past had given me, and they had always said, the last six miles will be the toughest, that is the pain cave, and it really was my legs felt incredibly heavy, and I could feel the pain in my knees and my hip muscles at every slight hill that I ran. At that point, you have to almost use mind trickery and find techniques to keep yourself going and keep your motivation and spirits up. So I did two things. These were not necessarily intentional or deliberate, they just happened. One, I had a runner Who was running beside me for a large percentage of those last six to seven miles who was pretty amped and cheering and engaging with the crowd that was perfect because i'm that kind of person too whenever i saw a spectator really engaged with the runners i'd engage with them back i'd say thank you for coming out thank you for coming out and just you know be a little funny and crazy with them and that gave me and them the additional motivation they needed and then secondly i saw Uh, a saying on someone's t-shirt around at mile three or four that said endure and you will overcome at mile 21 22 that just seemed to come back to me and for the last three to four miles when the pain was the worst i ended up whispering to myself endure 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 i kept doing this for almost four miles towards the end It was a mantra I said to myself, and it almost felt like a meditation when I was hitting that last hill on mile 25. That there is no other word for it. It was brutal. The elevation went up, and then up, and then even up some more right before the final half mile that took me to the finish line. I cannot explain the enjoyment I felt during the last 200 meters when I saw all of the spectators of the Atlanta Run community. All of my friends cheering me on to the finish line. I think my speed probably went up by at least a minute. I was probably banking on like a seven to a seven and a half minute mile on those last 200 meters getting into the finish line. And man, was it fun to finish that and see all of the time, effort, work, pain come together to a beautiful finish. The final thought that I was left with at the end of the marathon was gratitude. Gratitude for all the people that were a part of this journey for me, but also who I unintentionally, inevitably helped on their own journeys. So firstly, big, big thanks to Chris, Amanda, and Jordan for being unwavering training buddies throughout the three months of our training. They were up early on Saturday and Sunday mornings, trying out all of the different routes around the city with me, from long runs through the downtown and midtown, To all the different trails that we explored like Sweetwater Creek State Park and Kennesaw Mountain. And I personally know that I felt a tangible difference running with my friends versus running on long runs by myself. It just is way more fun. Another shout out goes out to Mike and Hallie for always saying, Nah man, you don't need four hours. I think you can do a 330. And while I didn't initially believe them, it sometimes takes someone who's been through it to know the potential for someone who's just about to do it for their first time. Thanks to Sam for housing me and providing me the unconditional moral support there. This guy can always find the comedy and fun in any situation, regardless of how nervous I was. And thanks to Thomas Knight, Mr. I'm a grown-ass man, for believing me straight all the way from 2020 when he saw the potential. And of course, the Atlanta Run Club and the Movers and Pacers family for a supportive community that showed me that Humans are truly limitless. I find myself thinking back on a call I had with my parents before the race, and they mentioned that in their group of friends or really anyone they knew, no more than one or two people had completed a marathon, and now they have one in the family. It felt good to be the person setting the precedent and the standard for the Basri family, and to show that Peak physical performance can be a goal to aspire to and hopefully inspire the next generations and the people around us. This experience is something that I cannot recommend enough for anyone that feels the need and the desire to want to do it. It is incredibly satisfying, it is incredibly fulfilling, and it is a bucket list item that I felt I checked off during my existence here on this planet that I am so glad I got to accomplish. And I truly believe that anyone, anyone can do this. The training plan is there. It's very simple, actually. It is really the consistency that is the hard part. So what does it take? If you run a half marathon, training will be about three to four months. If you've only run a 10K, your training will be closer to five to six months. And these timelines are essentially to minimize the likelihood of injury or any kind of long-term negative impact on your body. Essentially what you wanna do is you wanna work up slowly towards a 20 to a 23 mile run. The focus is on a single long run a week. That is the goal. So imagine if you were at a half marathon right now. Over the next three months, you wanna do one long run a week Ramping up your mileage each week by anywhere between one to two miles to get to that 20 to 22 mile run focus on doing them slow and easy if You can't do the full distance non-stop on a given week break it up with a 15-minute break in between if you can't do that Try a different variation of it do a shorter mileage, but with a little bit more incline on an easier trail There are all these options, right? Now, obviously, it's not just the long run. You wanna make sure that you're still getting in some three-milers, some six-milers during the week, maybe even some hills would really help, but really, you wanna start off with you know, somewhere between 10 to 15 miles a week and rack it up, up to like 35 to 40 miles a week uh, towards the last week. You lastly wanna spend the last week to week and a half tapering down, and my recommendation would be for the last three to four days prior to your marathon, either stop running, Or just go for short walks to keep the legs warm. That's it. That's the plan. It's relatively easy. Anything you see online will be just some minor variation on that. The hard part is actually the consistency. The mornings that you wake up where it's cold, the days where it's raining and overcast, you will not always feel like doing it. It is mundane at times, but I would always tell you to Go back to the why behind what you're doing and recognize that it is not going to be easy, but you're going to have to do it anyways to get to what you want to achieve. How do I feel after having done it and what's next, right? I've noticed that when I'm in the gym and doing workouts, I'm much more able to handle long duration and pain in workouts. Because I've been through those last 45 minutes from mile 20 to mile 26 that were by no means fun in a physical sense. I had a chance to meet some really cool people during the expo, at the race, in the city, and I made new friends as well. What's next? My goal over the next two years is to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which is a sub-three-hour marathon. And then secondly, become more of a hybrid athlete by getting into weight training like I used to. So splitting up my workouts between running and weight training. And that's really it. An incredible experience for me and something that I would urge anyone and everyone to try because the effort, the consistency, and yes, the pain is so worth it. And that's been it from Between the Isles. See you next time.